Welcome to Talks with Tea Time podcast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the best sport podcast in the world. Thank you, Siri. That's right. You heard it right. We're back and we're better than ever. Welcome to Talks with Tea Time podcast, where we talk completely sports football, basketball, baseball, whatever you want to hear. We're here and we're ready to give you the best entertainment of your life. So sit back and relax for the next 45 minutes. Welcome to Talks with T-Time, the podcast. What is up, everybody? It's your boy, Tony T-Time West, back at it again with another segment of Talks with T-Time, the podcast. We are now in season eight, episode 10, man. Appreciate you guys' love and support. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. We are on literally every streaming platform possible, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever we're there. Um, So once again, appreciate you guys' love and support. Definitely feel free. And we are now on a new streaming system. We are now on Twitch, you guys. So yes, you can now go on Twitch. I put the link in the bio and also as well, the link is on my actual Twitter on Twitch. If you can't watch it on Twitter, you literally have no excuse now. You can just go over to Twitch and watch us over there as well, man. So I appreciate you guys' love and support. Super excited about everything that we're doing over here at the podcast. I think YouTube is probably what we're going to work on getting on next. Um, But a lot to talk about tonight, man. A lot to talk about. We got Panthers pregame. We're going to kind of go over the game tonight, talk about the Falcons and, you know, the Panthers, what both teams need to do, what what really the Panthers need to do if they want to win this game. We'll talk about that stuff coming forward. Then we're going to talk a little bit about we're going to talk a lot about Clemson. I'm going to I'm a real into Clemson full live. So if you want to see an epic rant in about probably about three minutes, stick around because I'm going full fledged into Clemson rant mode after them getting completely demoralized by Notre Dame. So we're going to talk about that in a second as well. We're also going to talk about the Hawks and the Charlotte Hornets. Y'all know this is a sports podcast, but we pretty much talk about the stuff that I want to talk about. This is called Talks with Tea Time. You're not going to see me talking about the Indiana Pacers and the Sacramento Kings. Like, it's just not really going to happen. This is a podcast that is for us, for me. And really on this podcast, we're going to talk about six things. The, The Panthers, Clemson football, the Hawks, the Charlotte Hornets, NFL, NBA, and college. That's all we're really going to talk about over here. I told y'all that last year. I'm just reiterating that again for the new people that are here. If you are on Twitch, give us some comments, man. Share the stream, man. Appreciate you guys' love and support, man. It's really, it's definitely, you know, needed and and we appreciate it. But let's go ahead and and jump into what I got to start off with. Just give me like 10 minutes to rant and rave. Um, I told y'all this was going to be an epic show for me, and I'm telling you now it's going to be epic. But for Clemson people that are Clemson fans, this is not going to be epic for you. You're not going to like a lot of the things I'm about to say right now. So I'm going to go ahead and give you three seconds to go ahead. If you are a Clemson homer, hop off the live. I'm giving you three seconds right now. Hop off the stream. Hop off the the podcast right now. I'm giving you three seconds because I'm literally going to reel into Clemson in about five seconds. Four, three, two, one. Let's go. 
Clemson went to South Bend and got absolutely demoralized on Saturday night. It was despicable. I mean, they just got punched in the face. We should have lost that game 35-0. to The 14 points we put up at the end of the game was absolute jive turkey BS. It was crap. It was horrible. We had no business getting just punked like that. At Notre, you would have thought Notre Dame was number 14 in the country, the way they punked us around and pushed us around. It was absolutely disgraceful. It was disgusting. I'm telling you now, it was one of the worst performances I had seen from Clemson since about 2011 or 12. I mean, it was that bad. It was horrible. I I go back and look at I, I went back and looked at the game on what day was that Tuesday? I went back and looked at the game on Tuesday. We got bullied. We got bullied on both sides of the field, bro. Comp- three, really. Special teams got absolute bullied. I got to jump in and, and just go at a lot of people right now, and y'all are not going to like this, and I don't care. The main corporate that needs to get slandered is Dabo Sweeney. Absolutely. Dabo, you are not slander-free, brother. You are getting slandered today. Coach, I ain't holding back on you. You're getting slandered. The way Notre Dame's coach, Coach Freeman, absolutely outcoached you and outclassed you was absolutely ridiculous. Off the rip. Dabo, you have so many things to answer for. Answer me this. Why can we not have one wide receiver on the fucking roster? God forgive me. I'm sorry, Mama and Daddy. I know y'all watching this, but I'm livid. Why do we not have one wide receiver that cannot get off the line? Why do we have one wide receiver that cannot get any separation? Please answer that to me. Please answer that to me. Why can we not get one wide receiver that can create separation? Antonio Williams, your brother, you're the only one exempt from this slander. We don't have one wide receiver that can get separation besides Antonio Williams, and he's a 5'8 slot guy. Clemson has been known for having elite wide receivers. Tell me why we can't get wide receivers that can get open. Number two, I'm done with West Coast players and quarterbacks. Done. I'm done. If he's from the West Coast, I don't want nothing with him. No no disrespect to DJU. No disrespect or nothing like that. I don't want the West Coast kids, bro. I'm good on it. If that boy ain't from the down south or Texas or something like that, I, I them out west players, I'm, I'm just going to say it. And then y'all call me biased. I don't care. Them boys from like California, Colorado, they soft, bro. They, <laughs> they just soft, bro. I seen Bo Collins get tapped the other day ago, and now he's out for the week. I seen him literally get love tapped. And now he's out for the week. If he's from California, I don't want anything to do with it. Nope. If you are from California, I don't want you doing anything. I don't want no more California players on this Clemson team. They are too god darn on soft, bro. This, like, and no offense, I got to get at DJ too a little bit. DJ is too freaking big to be running so freaking soft. Like, why does this guy tiptoe and he's 6'5", 235. Why are you running like you're a 5'11", 
175 pound running back. Run guys over, bro. I don't want nothing else to do with any more California players. If they're from California or out west, I don't want nothing with them on my team. Nothing. Zero. But let me get back to the wide receivers because I'm not done with them yet. Why can we not find a wide receiver like a T. Higgins, like a Justin Ross, like a Amari Rogers, like a Artavis Scott, like a Mike Williams, like a Sammy Watkins, like a – we can't even get a Martavis Bryant on this team. And Martavis Bryant is my cousin. I'm not trying to slander him or nothing like that. We can't even get that. We have to have somebody on this team that is going to make a difference at the wide receiver position. I'm not going to lie to y'all. The Clemson offensive line is the best Clemson offensive line. I'm not going to lie. This might be the best one we've ever had. I'm being straight up with you. I think the offensive line has did really good this year. The run blocking could be better, but pass blocking wise, they have been amazing this year. I think they have been a top 15-ish O-line this year. Honestly, they've been really good. If you watch the games, Clemson O-line don't make a lot of mistakes. And in previous years, they did. Even with the elite quarterbacks, they, they made a lot of mistakes. They were not good on any of them championship runs. This is the first Clemson O-line. I'm like, okay, this O-line is actually good. But guess what? We got wide receivers like Joseph Nangata and E.J. Williams that can't separate from my grandma. If my grandma was in coverage, she would be able to cover them too. We have wide receivers that cannot create any type of separation. Let me keep going in on Dabo. Why do we stop using Brennan Stool and Davis Allen? Please tell me why. Why do we, we just stop using it? We've been using the middle of the field all year. Something that we have improved on this year, and we used our tight ends. If I was bringing Stu out, request a trade, I would request, not a request, a trade. I would get in the transfer portal right now. Get in the transfer portal, bro. They are wasting your talent. They are completely wasting your talent, bro. It looks so bad that we can't, we just look like a 2014 offense, bro. Something has to change. Something has to change. Now, people are saying, oh, Clemson defense got dominated. No, duh. They were on the field 95% of the game. Of course they're going to get dominated. They're tired. They were on the field for 90% of the game. The Clemson offense and special teams gave up 21 points. 21. The interception by K that was pretty much at the five-yard line. So you can't even blame defense on that. The block punt that turned into a touchdown. And then DJ threw the pick six. That's 21 points given up by special teams and the offense. 21 points, bro. So when I hear people saying, oh, Clemson's defense got dominated, they got shellacked, bro, they were on the field all night. What do you expect? Dabo Sweeney, this game is completely on you. I'm so sick and tired of these non getting separation wide receivers we have on our team. I'm so tired. And that's another thing I got to say while I'm on the podcast, and this is going to be controversial. And Dabo Sweeney, I'm looking dead at you. Stop getting all these freaking choir boys from two-parent homes. 
I said it. Yes. I'm sorry, bro. I got to say this. Once again, and my dad is watching this podcast right now, and he can attest to this because he's a former high school football coach. You need some niggas from the hood on your team, fam. You need it. You need it. You need some niggas from the trenches on your team. You need that guy that is a little edgy. You need that. Every single football team needs that. Now, I can't attest for tennis or baseball, but I'm telling you now, in football, a tough game like that, you do not need a bunch of guys from two-parent households on that team. You need a couple guys that are edgy. Clemson has a bunch of choir boys. I can't think of one. In past years, I was like, okay, yeah, I done heard about him off the, off the field. Like he, You know what I'm saying? Clemson needs some niggas. I'm just going to say it. I know, you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to call it. Clemson needs some niggas from Zone 6 Atlanta. They need some, some guys from, from Beatty's Ford, Charlotte, North Carolina. We have too many guys on this team. If the football fails, oh, I can just go stay in my million-dollar home with my mom and dad, and I'll be fine. We need guys that, hey, brother, if this don't work out, my mama is screwed for life. Because you can tell these Clemson players, they're like, oh, yeah, we don't care. We're going to be fine regardless. We'll, we'll, we'll make a way. We'll, we'll figure it out. We come from million-dollar homes, and, and, and our, our businesses are doing good. Our parents' businesses are doing good. We're, these guys don't have no oomph in them. We need about six players on a team that's from Beatty's Ford Road, North Carolina. We need a couple guys on a team from Zone 3, Cleveland Avenue, Atlanta. We need a couple guys on this team from from – Liberty City, Miami. We need a couple guys from the hood on this team, bro. I know this is an uncomfortable conversation, but it needs to be had. Clemson has way too many choir boys on that team that come from two-parent homes. Get mad at me all you want. I'm saying it facts out. Clemson gets these character guys, and that's great, bro. I'm not telling y'all not to be good kids. That's great. Be a good kid. I was a good kid, but you see why my ass is not playing division one football because I didn't have that ump. I knew I could just go off to college and I feel me. You need a couple guys from the hood that they ain't got that option. It's either the football or I'm screwed. We don't have that on this team. Everybody's choir boys. Everybody's choir boys on this team. We have too many choir boys on this team. We need a couple edgy ones. Like I, I'll say it, since they're in the NFL and gone, Clemson in the past couple, like past years in those elite years, they had guys that had a little edge to them. I I put names out there. I don't care. DK, Darion Kendrick, that end up going to Georgia. Yeah, he was a little edgy, bro. He got kicked off of Clemson for a reason. He got kicked off of Clemson for a reason. Rest his soul, CJ Sp- CJ Fuller. Same thing, Jadar Johnson. Little edginess to him. You need Shaq Lawson, my cousin, literally. He's a little edgy. There's no shame in my game. I'm not scared to admit. You need some guys that are edgy on this team. We have too many choir freaking boys. We got punched in the mouth the other night ago, and it was despicable. And one last thing I got to say about Dabo. Brother, you got to get in that transfer portal. You have got to stop living in 2015. Those days are over with. 
you got to utilize that transfer portal. Regardless, you have to use it. You have to use the transfer portal, brother. You can no longer sit up here and be like, oh, yeah, I'm Dabo. I've won two national titles. Kids are just going to want to come here and be a part of the family. Bro, no. You got to get active. Bama did it. Georgia did it. Tennessee did it. You see where all those programs are going besides Bama? They're going right up there. They're going up. Clemson has got to get guys in the portal. Let's go to the comments because I got a lot of comments in here. It says, my guy Carolina Connect, shout out to my boy. He said, y'all receivers really fell off after Jeff Scott left. Y'all better try to get him back this offseason. I have good news. Jeff Scott will be in Clemson, according to several sources, on Saturday. So that's that's already looking like good news. He He's going to be back on the staff before you know it because he's absolutely right. And I told people, I really don't want Jeff Scott back calling plays. I really don't care for that for him. But wide receiver coach or something like that and getting those wide – dude, Jeff Scott is like a wide receiver whisperer. Look at the guys he's brought in. He's been there since Sammy Walken days. Sammy Watkins, Martavis Bryant. Like, he's been around since then. He's made guys like Sharon Peak look elite. I'm not saying Jeff Scott's a good coach, but as far as a wide receiver coach, uh, uh, something like that, I don't see why he can't be in the mix. I, I, I just don't see why he cannot be in the mix. Because I'm telling you now, if he gets those wide receivers back going in Clemson mode, it's done with. It's over with. I'm telling y'all now, it's over with. If we can get those, because I think Clemson, I'm not even going to fully blame DJ. I think Clemson has a wide receiver problem. Something that we haven't had at Clemson in like over a decade. They have a wide receiver problem right now. And Alabama's actually similarly having the same issue as well. It's not Bryce Young. They don't have a wide receiver that puts any fear in anybody. Clemson's having the same exact problem right now. They don't have one wide receiver that's like, oh, crap, we have to game plan for that guy. They don't have that. They haven't really had it since T. Higgins walked out the door. That's just the honest truth. We need Jeff Scott back. So, Jeff Scott, if you're watching this podcast, brother, boot up. Go ahead, boot up, get on back on that recruiting trail, brother, because we need you. But Dabo, I'm sick of your crap, bro. And another thing, I got to get on the players a little bit too. I got to get on the players a little bit too because I've only heard one or two guys in the interviews this week saying, yo, we just embarrassed by what we just did. I think I want to say my boy – I want to say my, I know my boy Barrett Carter was like, that's unacceptable. And I want to say my boy Tyler Davis too was like, the way we played was embarrassing. But I'm still not seeing enough guys being livid that we just got blowed out by Notre Dame. I, I don't see enough guys in this clip. I see too many guys that are like, oh, yeah, it's okay. We're eight and one. We can, no, we are Clemson, bro. We just got dominated by Notre Dame. Like, be mad. I'm so sick of this, bro. And it goes back to what I just said. We need a couple of dogs on this team. 
from the hood, Zone 6 Atlanta, Zone 3 Atlanta, Liberty City, Miami. We need some of those guys to add a little edge on this team. Them national championship teams we had, we had some guys from the hood on that team, bro. Jadar Johnson, C.J. Fuller, D.K. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to put them out there or nothing like that. I'm just keeping it real. We had some hood guys on that team, and they took the team to the next level because they create that edginess. They make you – bro, I, I said this on Twitter the other day ago. I literally said this. Bro, I played on a team where it was two-parent homes on, on the whole team, and we stunk. We stunk. And I played on teams where it was a bunch of hood guys. And, and, and those hood guys – I'm just keeping it, and I'm talking as a guy that came from a two-parent home here. I'm, I'm the guys I'm talking about. That those hood dudes on that field, they brought that extra umpt out of me. They did. They made me want to compete harder. That's why I keep saying Clemson needed a couple hood niggas on that team. That's like, hey, bro, if this don't work out, my life is screwed. We need that, bro. We need a couple of guys that. Risking their life for this shit, bro. Like, I'm just going to say it what it is. Somebody, my boy Lil Rocket Nas X, he said, bro, stop recruiting in Cali. 100%, bro. I don't want nobody else from California on this team. If you are from Cali, Colorado, Nevada, all that, I do not want anything to do with you. I don't want anything to do with you. If you're from any of those states out west, if they ain't from the down south, like, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Jersey, the East Coast. I don't want. I don't want no more of them Cali players, bro. If they from the West Coast, I'm. I'm good. Them boys is too freaking soft. Bo Collins, I, I, soft. I'm just gonna call it what it is. DJU, soft. I don't want no more of them Cali dudes on my team. If they from the West Coast, no, thank you. I, I don't. I don't want them, bro. They are too. Freaking soft when it comes to coming down here to the south and playing against elite talent. Them boys in Cali, y'all gotta think about it, bro. They play in these spread offenses where the linebackers are six foot 195. Like DJU, for example. Like, bro, he played against a bunch of scrubbinos besides Mattress Day or whatever their name is, where Bryce Young went. He played against a bunch of scrubs, bro. And he's he's built like a guy from the Southeast, of course, but he don't play like it. Same with Bo Collins. He's built like a decent wide receiver in the South. He's not built for the physicality of Southeastern football. He's not. He's not. These guys are soft from the West Coast. I don't I, I don't want them. If they're from the West Coast in, in college, I'm good on them. I think the only guy that has beat that expectation from this point, I think, is C.J. Stroud. And I'm, I'm even yeah, – I'm, I'm going to keep my comments to myself on that. C.J. Stroud and, and B. John Robinson, because I think he's from the West Coast too. B. John Robinson plays like a Southeast dude from the dude from the Southeast part of the country. Like that's just what it is. There is a reason why – the majority of the country recruits out of Texas, which is Southwest, but still consider kind of what the South, Florida, Georgia, you, you know, North Carolina, so on. So there's a reason why, because the guys that are down here are just built different. 
Louisiana, Mississippi, Miami, they're different, bro. They're different. That's just what it is, bro. Them guys out there in Cali, it's it's a lot more finesse with them. They're softer. That's just what it is, bro. When it comes to physicality, I don't want no more guys on this team from California. Dabo, just we can pull that California pipeline out. I don't want it. I do not want guys from California. I'm done with it. I'm done. Two more people I got to shred. I told y'all this is going to be mostly a Clemson rant, and we're going to jump into the Panthers in a few seconds. Brandon Streeter, I'm done with you. Pack your bags. Pack your bags. Oh, matter of fact, where's U-Haul? Let's, you, U-Haul. U-Haul you up, brother. It's time to go. It's time to go. I'm, I'm sick and tired. This man didn't call but one pass play further than five yards after the second quarter. One! One, I'm, I'm, Streeter, I'm I'm done. And this falls back on Dabo too. Quit doing this buddy buddy hiring BS you do. I'm done. If you this is no longer little old Clemson like you, it, that's over with, brother. 15 years ago, you could have got away with that. Now we are not doing that no more. Clemson is an elite program. Stop doing this buddy hire. Oh, I grew up with him. He's my next door neighbor. Let's hire him. No. End that crap now. End it. End it. We do not need to do this whole, yeah, he's a Clemson guy. No. Done. Wes Goodwin. I'm not going to go on you too hard, but you have been very suspect in this season as well. Very suspect. I look at a guy like Brent Venables and say, well, will Oklahoma fire him first year out? That fan base, that, that wouldn't be crazy if they fired that man first year out the way they looking right now. I just wonder if that's another situation where we can just say, come on back home. But I'm telling you now, man, I'm not really believing in Wes Goodwin or in mainly Streeter. Streeter, I'm done with you, bro. Pack your bags. I got U-Haul on speed dial. Let's go ahead and get him up here because you're done. I don't need to see another. I don't even need to see your face no more. You're done. Um, but that's it, man. On Clemson, disappointing. We're still ranked ten. I don't even know how we should probably be in that 12, 11 area. Thirteen, ten is really kind of insane for Bama and Clemson both. But I just had to get that rent off. Now, let's talk about the two teams that play tonight. <laughs> the Panthers. The Panthers and the Falcons play tonight. They're actually about to kick off in about two hours, roughly. Um, so let's talk about that game a little bit. Panthers, we already know the weather conditions in Charlotte are probably not good as of right now. Um, you know, the, the hurricane or the remnants of the hurricane that came through Florida is coming up now through Georgia, where I'm at, and going on up there to North Carolina. Um, personally, Y'all want y'all want my honest truth, bro. Y'all don't talk with T-Time. Let's just get into it. I don't care if the Panthers win. I don't care if the Panthers lose tonight. I honestly probably prefer them to lose because I feel like if we get to 2-8, and eight, all this false hope of, oh, we're only a game out, we can get in the playoffs, that needs to die tonight. And I think if we lose tonight, it will die. But this whole we can still get in the playoffs vibe, cut it out, bro. This team is cooked, man. I had people crying and complaining at me this morning because I said, I want the Panthers to lose. We got to build for the future. 
let's just finish out the tank. People got mad at me. Said, oh, how dare you do that? You're a fake fan. How dare you wish for the Panthers to lose? And dude, we are two in seven. We're not, we're not four and five. We're not five and four. We're not six and two. We're two and seven. We are two and seven. And you're asking me why I'm ready to tank? Are we? Panther fans, man, I, I tell you what, man. They're a special group, bro. They are a truly special crew. They're, they're a special crew, bro. Seriously. And if you want your team to win, that's that's great. I'm not, I hate that I have to be like this. But somebody got to be that person. The Panthers need to lose tonight. They do. They do. They, they need to lose, bro. <laughs> we need a top five pick in the draft, bro. Any way you want to split it, we need it. We need it, bro. It's time to go into a complete rebuild. And I think the people that's like, oh, let's win now. They are wanting to be stuck in mediocrity. In mediocrity. Let's just call it what it is. I'd rather build this thing up so that in a year or two, we're looking at the Panthers as, oh, heck, this team is ready to win right now. They're ready to win right now. Let's do it. I don't want to sit up here and try to get wins now and hinder us in two or three years. I don't want I don't want wins that's going to hurt us in 2024, 2025. I want this team to be relevant for the long term, not for no three-game series, not for just three games of the year. I want us to be relevant long term. T-Time West is looking at the long term circumstance on it. I think Bradley just said it in the comments. This team is not close to being good, y'all. They're not. They're not. I think the O-line is really good for the first time in a while. I think the D-line were really just two players, Burns and Derek Brown, are there. But besides that, I, there's a lot of holes on this team, bro, that still need to be filled throughout the draft. Throughout the draft, bro. That's just what it is. This team has got to nail the draft. I think my guy... I can't think of his name. He's on Twitter. I cannot think of his name right now. He pulled up the last couple of drafted, last couple of draft seasons the Panthers have had. I cannot remember his name right now. If y'all in the comments on Twitter, if y'all know his name, I just responded to it yesterday, I think. He pulled up everybody that had been drafted in the last couple of years. And the Panthers, out of like 30 people, we've only hit on like four guys, bro. It's It's bad. Like, the first round have been hits pretty much every time. But besides that, it has been bad. It has been absolutely bad. And um, we got to we gotta do the draft right. The draft has got the – now, a lot of that might be because Matt Rule was kind of having a final say-so these last couple of years. But we have got to knock down we, – we, we need to have at least one Saints – 2017 draft. Y'all remember that 2017 draft the Saints had when they literally hit on almost every single pick? Yeah, we need one of those. We need one of those where we hit on a good bit of those picks. And I would feel real confident about where we're going. As a team, as a franchise, I would feel like, okay, the Panthers are really turning the corner. I just don't feel that right now with our draft history. I wish I could find that guy. If y'all can find that guy's Twitter, man, he's always on Twitter. He's a really good follow, too. Um, 
I think he even follows the podcast too. And he's a Clemson fan too. I can't even think of the guy's name right now, man. I wish I freaking knew it. But my point is this guy, he placed out the last couple of drafts the Panthers had had. And long story short, um, it was a lot of bust on there, bro. It was just a lot of people that were, were bust. Like I'm just going to call it straight up. It was a lot of people that were bust, a lot of people that didn't pan out, a lot of people that just, you know, it didn't pan out for them. We need some guys to land. We got to have some guys who land. I really want to find this guy's name because I want to give him some credit because that's something I never really looked at is how have we done on draft picks throughout the years, especially in these last couple of years since Matt Rule has been here. And I wish I could find this guy's name because he did a really good job of mapping out who we have drafted in the last couple of years. Um, and it was it was sad. I was like, good God, we've missed on a lot of guys. And that would probably be my main concern is can we hit on these draft picks? Um, can we finally take that next step as a franchise? But to do that, you have a better chance at hitting when you have more availability, which means higher draft picks, which is why I'm all for we need a tank right now. You understand? That's why I'm where I'm at on that situation. Um, so that's just me personally. Um, but as far as I guess we'll talk about the game a little bit tonight as well. Um, I mean, for the Panthers, if you want them to win, what do you need to see? You need to see Dante, Deontay Foreman get the ball like 20 times because with the rain and all that, and apparently it's going to be wins in Charlotte as well. You need him to really establish the run game. He's done it against Atlanta just 10 days ago. He should be able to do it again with that defense with a lot of injuries. Um, you want him to kind of establish a run game there. Also as well, P.J. Walker struggled bad last week. I would keep that ball out of his hands at any at any time. Keep it out of his hands because he showed y'all that he's – He's reverted back to old PJ, which is fine. We already knew what he was. He's reverted back to old PJ. We got to just accept that for what it is. He's reverted back. Secondly, I mean, thirdly, technically, you have to learn how to shut down Cordell Patterson because I'm telling you now, the way the Falcons use Cordell Patterson, they use him in a way where he can, he can beat you with the run game. He runs really hard to be his side. And he can also as well beat you with passing the ball as well. I mean, with uh, catching the ball as well. He does those things very well. So you got to kind of limit Cordell Patterson. We didn't have to play Cordell last time. This time we do. This time we do. So that's going to be also very important as well. Bro, I wish y'all could find that man that put out that daggone poll yesterday on Twitter because – he really did a good job with mapping out who we drafted. Drop his name in the comments if y'all can find him. But, yeah, um, because I want to give that brother some shout-out because he did a really good job on, on putting that out there on Front Street. But, yeah, Panthers just got to do what they do on this end. Do I care if they win? No. Do I think this game is going to be good? No. I think it's going to be a horrible Thursday night game, just like the majority of the other Thursday night games have been. It's going to be bad, bro. I'm just going to tell you what it is. 
Texas. It's going to be a bad game, not just because of weather, but the weather makes it a lot worse, but also because both of these teams really are not that good, especially the Panthers, especially the Panthers. Um, in this game, I think the Falcons win something in the likes of like 13 to 10, something like that. I think it's going to be a, a mauler game. It's going to be low scoring. And, yeah, that's pretty much what I think about the game. Um, so that's just my opinion on it personally. Now, if the Panthers win this game, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, I hate this fan base. J-Rock, that was his name. Yes. Hey, shout out to J-Rock. I knew it was J-something. Shout out to J-Rock. He was the one that posted. J-Rock was the one that I wish I could. But that is his name, J-Rock. Yes, that's him, bro. Thank you for whoever shouted that brother out. It was J-Rock. That's absolutely uh, it. I can't think of his ad name right now. But, yeah, that's who it is. J-Rock was the one that had listed out all the, the players that had been drafted by the Panthers in the, in the last couple of years. So, J-Rock was that dude. Shout out to him, bro. Um, so, yeah, definitely go check out him. Follow him. I wish I had his ad name. I would, you know, give it to y'all. But because he's a really good follow on, like, Panthers and Clemson and stuff like that. But J-Rock was the guy. Um he was the one that pretty much listed out all the draftees. I think Caleb told me that. Appreciate you, Caleb, uh, or whoever told me that. But, uh, yeah, bro, yeah, y'all need to go check that out because it really does break down how much the Panthers have missed on draft picks in recent history. Like, it's it's bad, bro. <laughs> like, I ain't going to lie to you. It's bad. Um, so, yeah, so pretty much let's move over a little bit. And talk because I'm gonna be honest, man. I don't know about y'all. My Panther excitement is like dead. It, it's dead, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm I'm really more so excited for the the spring when we get into off season. When we get to who's our new head coach, who's who we drafting, who we building around in free agency, who we resigning. Then that's when y'all will see my Panther excitement come back. But right now, at two and seven, bro. And if we go two and eight tonight, it's going to be completely dead. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's just what it is. Now, I want to talk about the Hornets and also as well the Hawks. So, y'all, hey, retweet this, man. Retweet the stream. If you're on, on, on Twitch, share the stream. Do whatever you got to do. We having fun tonight, man. If you want to go back and hear me rant about Clemson for 25 minutes, you can go check that out too as well on both platforms. We talking Charlotte Hornets and also as well. Uh, Atlanta Hawks. We're talking about both of the teams that most of us follow around these parts. Um, so let's talk about the Hornets first because the Hornets, I think they play tonight. They have one of the worst records in the NBA. I believe they're like three and like nine right now. They've lost like six straight. Um, as we know, LaMelo was out. I think Terry Rogier just got back. Um, um, who else is hurt? Cody Martin is hurt as well. They just have a lot of injuries on that team, uh, and they're struggling. They're struggling bad. A lot of people are wondering, is Charlotte trying to enter the victor sweepstakes? Because from what people been saying is that LaMelo looked pretty healthy when we see him playing and practicing and warming up, but they still are holding out on him. So now a lot of people are speculating are the Hornets holding back for victor. Let's get to maybe about 6-19 and 19 and then try to put LaMelo in. Let's get to Christmas and be down big and then try to put LaMelo in. 
you know. So right now the Hornets are tied for the worst. I believe they're tied for the, the third. No, because the Lakers actually have the worst. They have the worst record in the NBA, I think, right now. I could be wrong. If somebody can correct me if I am. But I believe they have the worst in the NBA right now at 2-9. and nine. Um, But like I said, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong on that. But the Hornets are not far behind them. The Hornets are literally three and nine right now, tied with the Magic. But the Magic's technically have the tiebreaker over them because they beat them. The Magic beat the Hornets. So um, it's early in the season. Once again, don't get too deep into it. But I do wonder, is the Hornets slick trying to tame? And I respect it. You know what I'm saying? Because I think with the Miles Bridges thing, and we're going to get into that in a few seconds too. Um with the Miles Bridge thing, they were caught off guard. They were completely caught off guard, and it 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 caught them. They caught them off guard. They was surprised by the Miles Bridge thing, and I think when they didn't have a plan for that, they kind of knew this is going to be a, a setback season. Well, we're probably going to stink because even with Lamelo and the Hornets fully healthy in that hard East, they ain't they ain't a top ten team in the East, bro. Right now, even with Lamelo, they're not. Let's just be real here. They're not a top ten team in the East. Now, let's talk about Miles a little bit. Now, Miles pretty much pled guilty. Let's just call it what it is. He pled no contest, but essentially pled guilty pretty much to the charges that he had. He got three years of probation. Um, I think he got to do some like community service hours and stuff like that. But pretty much he is free to come back to – he's not going to jail. He's not getting any jail time, which for him, I guess, is good. So he can technically come back and 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 get himself reinstated in the NBA and with the Hornets or whatever they're going to decide to do, whatever the case may be. I want to say a couple things about this because this is a very sensitive subject. So we want to we want to be careful when we talk about these type of subjects on Talks with T-Time because we know it's affecting kids and families. I seen a video today where the 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 mother or the, the victim of the alleged situation was pretty much banging on Miles Bridges' door, trying to bang on the door and try to get into the house, right? And Miles, and I guess whoever was with him filmed it. Miles is literally holding the door like, hey, don't let her in here, bro, because it's going to be a problem. This was just October 12th. So this is while the investigation is going on. This was just a month ago. So in the middle of the investigation, it's very sad. And I feel so bad for those two beautiful kids that they have, that they have to sit through this and witness this as kids. It's despicable. Y'all know me. This is a talk. This is a sports talk, but I'm also a human. We talked about takeoff getting killed last week and how that hit my heart a little different. When it comes to kids, bro, they are so precious and they are the future of our world. You look at, I don't know the, the son's name. You look at Miles Bridges Jr. We're just going to call him Miles Bridges Jr. I don't know what his name is. He just seen his dad beat up on his mom and literally recanted the story, told the story to some, I guess the mom's friend. That kid is probably going to remember that when he gets older. So what you think he might do when he gets older? He might put hands on the girl that he's dating or the girl that he's married to or whatever the case may be. 
these kids are being affected by this. I think Miles Bridges has a daughter as well, right? Right? I think he has a daughter and a son. I could be wrong, and y'all can correct me in the comments. If I'm wrong, I don't want to, you know, like I said, I know this is a sensitive subject. Miles Bridges, I believe, has a daughter as well. Let's say that his daughter gets beat in her future relationship when she gets older, right? Let's say she gets pants put on her, right? She might think, oh, this is love. This is normal because I've seen mommy and daddy do this since I was three years old, two years old. The way this can affect these kids' psychological process really bothers me. And I hate this for Miles Bridges' kids. They are in a horrible predicament. And I'm going to tell you right now, both of those clowns, I'm going to call you what you are, both the, the, the woman and the man, Miles Bridges and his girlfriend, or fiance, whatever, y'all are both clowns, both of you. Y'all are clowns. And neither one of you deserve those two precious kids. Neither one of you do. Neither one of you clowns deserve those two beautiful kids that y'all have. Neither one. So I'm going to be honest. I hope the judge say, you know what? Screw both of y'all. None of y'all getting any type of full custody. None of y'all are because y'all both are some clowns. Both of y'all are. Those kids have been affected to another level that I, I just hate. I do wonder if the Hornets, and I got a feeling that's what they're trying to do, they're going to let this situation die down. Remember I said this, mark this, on November 10th, 2022, T-Time told y'all that the Hornets are going to let this thing die down. They're going to let it die down. They're going to let somebody else. They're going to they mad at Kyrie right now. They're going to wait till y'all fake mad about two more people, maybe a person or two. And then they're going to go say, let's just sneak Miles back on this team and ain't nobody going to notice nothing. Hmm? You think the Hornets won't do that when they will? They might say, hmm, nobody's paying attention to this. Everybody's mad at Kyrie. Let's slip him on back on this team and give him a 15-game suspension and call it a day. You don't think the Hornets will do that when they will? That's what I'm looking at now. If the Hornets do that and they wait till y'all get fake mad at something else, every single Hornets woman fan should be done with the team. Just like, oh, yeah, we're done. Because that's just flat out pretty much saying we do not care about women. But I have a strong feeling this is what's going to happen. They're going to wait till about Christmas time, maybe even a little before that. Y'all going to get fake mad at Kyrie, fake mad at whoever you want to get to, cancel culture or cancel somebody else. And then while that's happening, the Hornets will try to backdoor on in. Yep. And say, hey, Miles, let's give you a 25-game suspension and call it a day. And you right back on this team. I bet you, I bet you that's what they'll do. Especially if the Hornets get LaMelo back and start winning, I almost guarantee that's what they're going to do. That Hornets situation is going to be real tricky to watch. It's going to be real tricky to watch. It, it really is. And it's honestly despicable, but that's where we're at right now. Now let's talk about the Hawks. I think the Hawks are 7-4 and four right now. We play Philly tonight. Hawks have been off to a pretty decent start. Um, doing pretty good. They knocked off the only undefeated team that was undefeated, which was the Bucks. 
a couple nights ago. They looked really good without Trey Young. The Hawks are going to be fine. They're going to be a top six team in the East. It's really not much to talk about on that end. Let's talk about Kyrie. And then I'm going to end the podcast. Y'all know me. We don't do any hate speech over here at all. I don't condone what Kyrie did. He was dead wrong. He deserved the suspension. He deserved to get canned the way he did. But all this extra stuff that's going on now, on popular opinion, I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. Kyrie said, yo, I apologize. I screwed up. I messed up. That's on me. I screwed up. He apologized. He said, hey, I was wrong. But it feels like the media is taking that next step on like trying to it, annihilate this guy. They are trying to annihilate him. And I'm going to be honest, bro. I'm not a Kyrie fan at all. I think he's dumb. I can't stand him, honestly. But I think they have went a little too far at this point. He's already apologized. He's already said, hey, bro, I'm wrong. He's already said all of that. All of that. And people are still like, no, that ain't good enough. You need to get canceled some more. We have to, I think, woke culture and cancel culture are, are good things because it holds people accountable. But, bro, we're humans at the end of the day. Second chances are a thing, bro. I hate to say this, but the dude apologized and said, hey, bro, I was wrong for sharing the thing that they had hate towards Jews. And he said he was wrong. And, and you know, once again, I don't condone anything Kyrie did. But, bro, don't y'all think this is going a little too far at this point, bro? Like, they told that man he got to meet with the rabbi before he can even get back on the basketball court. Like, bro, come on, bro. Come on, bro. Like, this is going a little too far now. Like, a little too far. Like, I get it. I, he was wrong. He deserved to get blasted. Once again, I want to make this clear. I'm not for no hate speech. Y'all know how I feel about that. We've talked about it on this podcast several times i don't do any hate speech but nike and all these people that's like oh we're done with Kyrie completely i understand it bro but the fact that they're saying like you got to meet the rabbi and you got to do this and you got to jump over 15 bridges before you can play a game again that's that's insane that's 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 too far bro that's too far bro i'm not gonna lie that's too far like, we got to be able to keep people accountable. Uh, we got to be able to hold people accountable, but also as well, help them learn, hey, brother, this is where you messed up at. Let's make sure this doesn't happen again, but this is how this is how the Jews were affected. This was how this, you know, this, this, how they were slurred. This is how things went bad for, for the Jewish culture. This is how the Jews are marginalized. Let's use Cancel culture more so for holding people accountable, but also as well, educating them. Educate them. That's the only thing I hate about cancel culture is we use it to say, oh, yeah, you're a horrible person. But the back end needs to be, but this is how we can help you not be a horrible person. This is how we can help you not be a horrible. This is how we can help educate you. That's what I want to see more out of this cancel culture stuff. How can we progress this individual as a person? You know what I mean? That's kind of how I feel about it. But Kyrie was dead wrong about the stuff he said. And, and don't get me wrong. He deserved to get canned. I want to make that 
clear again. He deserved to get blasted. He deserved to get canned. He deserved for people to, he deserved his suspension is what I completely agree. But when I'm hearing stuff like you got to jump over a bridge, bring back London and, and go serve the rabbi dinner to get back on the NBA court, it's it's crazy. I'm, I'm just going to be, it's, it's not right. It's too far, bro. It's too far. It's too far, bro. And that's just that. But Kyrie, brother, you do say a lot of dumb stuff. I don't like Kyrie. Y'all know this. I don't like, but I do kind of have to go a little bit to his defense. I think LeBron said this earlier. Like, y'all are going too far with this. Like, like we get it. He deserved to get canned. Nobody's in the, But it feels like with Kyrie, it's been an extra like, <clears throat> we going to take it to you. Like, we going to. And I, I just don't agree with that. He made a mistake. He owned up to the mistake. He said I was wrong. Now, at first, he wasn't trying to own up to the mistake. Now, now at that point, I was like, yeah, y'all need to can this boy. But when he owned up to it and said, hey, bro, I'm wrong, Ooh, that should have been it. That should have been, all right, Kyrie, suspension for three games, five games. Let's get you get this over with and learn from your situation. But I'm talking about they had a list of stuff he had to do, like, He's a kid. Like, oh, you got to meet with the rabbi, serve him dinner, go feed his dog a bone, uh, jump over his mom's casket and come back and pray to God. Like, it was just ridiculous. Like, it's 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 insane. But once again, man, we got to do better with just showing love and, and, and also as well, though, being careful about how we cancel people and how we let them learn from situations. We've all made mistakes. We've all did things that are flawed. I did things that are flawed. I'm not perfect. No, that's the thing I hate about social media. I know I'm going on a little bit of a rant. Everybody wants to be perfect. Everybody has never made a mistake in their life. Everybody has never said a bad word, has never did anything flawed. And that's a lie. We all have. We've all did some things we've regret, said some things we have regretted. We all have. It's, it's, it's just life. But I don't think a person should pay for it as long as it ain't like death or nothing like that. I don't think a person should pay for, for that for the rest of their life. And that's kind of what I feel like they're doing with Kyrie. Like, that's just the facts. But, you know, that's just how I feel about that. I know that's probably an unpopular opinion, but that is what it is. Listen, man, tonight was fun, bro. I enjoyed tonight's show. This actually might be the best show I've had in a while. I really enjoyed it tonight, y'all. Thank y'all for showing up on Twitch. I know Austin was in on Twitch. Shout out to Austin. Uh, the fam, bam, came through. Shout out to Lil Rocket Nas X. Shout out to Carolina Connect. Shout out to Campbell, my guy. Uh, Bradley showed some love. Shout out to all y'all, man. The podcast was live tonight. I appreciate y'all's guys' love and support. And until next time, we will see y'all again, man. Leave what we're doing. What we're doing.